When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Getting into some LSU football. Always like talking to advocate sports writer Wilson Alexander joining the radio huddle. And Edward Ashoff, Rising Star Award winner. Congratulations, Wilson. Hey, thanks. Well, uh, you know, Wilson, uh, I think you're a little too humble. You just say <laughs> thanks. I mean, uh, listen, uh, that, that, that's um, a recognition, I think, that is well-deserved. And um, it, it, that, has, that has to make you feel good, all the work you put in to be acknowledged that way. Uh, well, th- thank you, Bobby. That's very kind. It, it does feel good. I mean, you know, if we try to bring the best coverage we can to our readers on LSU football and, um, to, you know, tr- we think we were pretty hard, um, but to, to get that recognition really certainly did feel good. And um, just uh, happy to be named for, you know, to receive something named for Ed because anybody who's, you know, followed college football closely over the last you know, probably decade or so saw his work on ESPN. And um, I never got to know him personally, but there was just a joy that came through in it. And so, yeah, it, it was a, certainly a, a happy day when that was, uh, when, we were, when we heard that one. And so, thank you very much. Now, uh, Wilson, uh, boy, uh, football is here. Uh, Tulane today, LSU tomorrow. The Saints are already in the padded practices. Uh, we got the Hall of Fame game uh, tomorrow night. Uh, what are your expectations for the Tigers? And all of a sudden you get breaking news. Uh, you got coaching staff changes. And whether it's health reasons or not, uh, boy, the timing, that that's, that's not too good. But what is your take uh, right now with the Tigers heading into camp tomorrow? And considering uh, that's a significant coaching change, and uh, I guess you got to adjust on the fly uh, where they're at right now. Yeah, Jimmy Lindsay, uh, the defensive line coach, was um, taken from the facility yesterday in an ambulance. Uh, The severity and the nature of what he's dealing with is unknown at this point. We'll uh, have a chance to talk to Brian Kelly more after practice tomorrow when they open camp. I doubt that Kelly will go into any specifics because this is a personal health matter. Um, and he's still expected to return to the team at some point, with Brian Kelly saying today that they look forward to his return to the program. Um, but other than that, um, don't know exactly what it is that Jimmy Lindsay is dealing with. Um, in the meantime, LSU is going to have to go with a reshuffled coaching staff. Um, John Jancic, who had just been elevated to outside linebackers and special teams early this spring, replaces Lindsay on the defensive line. And Bob Diaco, who's just hired this year as an analyst, is now an on-field coach with the outside linebackers and the and special teams kind of coming in right behind Jancic. So um, LSU's got to shuffle quickly here on the eve of preseason camp, but most importantly is um, we'll be finding out how Jimmy's doing and, and if he's okay. Now, uh, Wilson, obviously everyone, you know, much is given, much is required. You get too much of the glory, you get too much of the blame, the quarterback, the head coach, and all that. Uh, you look, obviously, Derek Carr with the Saints, uh, Michael Pratt with Tulane, 
but you look at Daniels now uh, with, with LSU. I mean, I, I thought, uh, and, and I think he's going to build upon, and he will improve as a passer, but I'm looking at he's right under like 4,000 yards total, uh, 28 touchdowns, only six turnovers. And uh, I, I think you might have wrote this. I was reading where all of a sudden uh, he just threw for just 80 yards and a close road win over Auburn. And then all of a sudden he responds after that with a 300 yards uh, passing, even though it was a loss against Tennessee. Uh, and then three straight wins against Florida, Ole Miss, Alabama. He was at 72% of his passes uh, for 779 yards, seven touchdowns, no picks. So wh- where do you have uh, Jane Daniels right now as a passer? I think he's going to take that uh, next step and, and be in the Heisman conversation. What's your, your take on him? I think he will definitely show a lot of improvement from last season. How much is remains to be seen? We're going to be able to get a really good look at him during preseason camp with the open practices that LSU has planned right now. As long as others remain open, a lot of them, then we'll be able to get a good look at it. And I think that he'll be much improved as a downfield passer, just be more aggressive and confident in the offense because this is the second year. And Jaden, you know, he has said this a lot, that at the start of the season, you know, the coaches were still trying to figure out his strengths and weaknesses and vice versa. You know, he was getting used to this staff and trying to figure out what they liked. And, you know, they were all sort of learning about what he does best and, and how he responds to certain situations and what play calls, you know, just work with him. And you can see, at, you know, the second half of the year, as he started to get more aggressive, you know, what is really possible for this offense. The key is to get more explosive, though. they got to be more explosive, and that starts really in the downfield passing game with Jaden. Um, because if he can continue to push the ball downfield and utilize these LSU receivers, which are a really talented group, um, then LSU is going to be in a great position offensively, um, and that Jaden will maybe maybe in that Heisman conversation. Um, how you know if he gets to that point? Uh, I don't know this yet. I haven't seen it enough of, of it, but um, I think that he will be improved as a passer. Now, uh, Wilson, uh, obviously you look at recruiting, the transfer portal, all that comes into play. And you look at the transfers. I want you. Uh, I want your opinion. What you think of? Uh, I don't know. I'm just picking players out who I think could have an immediate impact at a high level that LSU fans maybe not uh, familiar with because they are transferring. That being starting middle linebacker or Omar Spates, and then also um, we haven't seen him. Uh, Deuce Chestnut from Syracuse. I mean, uh, well, what do you think of those uh, two guys uh, and the impact they're going to have on the defensive side of the ball? Omar is, by all indications, going to be the starting middle linebacker and be a, a name that LC fans will learn very quickly about um, because of how active he'll be on the defensive side. He's rangy. He can do a lot of different things. Um, he's got the size to you know, be that standard you know, traditional middle linebacker um, while also dropping into coverage and letting Matt House get creative on the defensive side. Deuce Chestnut, uh, we'll have to kind of see how the cornerback competition shakes out because he's someone who has the most experience out of anybody that LSU brought in, uh, really anybody else who has a corner. A two-year starter at Syracuse, really productive player in those two years in all ACC honorable mention last year, and somebody with um, eight pass breakups as a freshman. And so he's I really am excited to watch him here in the preseason and see if he can kind of take on one of those cornerback spots and really take you – know, kind of take the bull by the horns, per se, um, with an, in a wide-open competition because he's got all that experience and some of LSU's other corners don't at this level. Um, he's played on the Power Five. and so, um, But he's got to go and show it because he hasn't practiced with LSU yet. He's right. out for the spring. But he could be one of those two starters at corner. 
Now, uh, Wilson, when you look at it, uh, obviously uh, a number of teams take this approach, a running back by committee. Uh, you know, not like even you look at the Tennessee Titans, Derrick Henry, but a running back by committee. When I look at how teams are structured, uh, uh, I thought this was interesting. Uh, what can you tell the fans about uh, Logan Diggs? He's a junior. He recorded uh, with 822 yards rushing, uh, 211 yards receiving at Notre Dame last season, all around running back. I mean, I looked at that's over a thousand yards. Uh, I, I would think by him coming to LSU, that has to be a big plus. Uh, how could you utilize him in the running and the passing game? Logan was uh, certainly the most important addition uh, that they made after spring practice, bringing him in over from Notre Dame. There was some uncertainty in the running back position at the time that's been cleared up, I think, by now. Uh, to a large degree, but Logan is still somebody who um, could be, you know, LSU's not going to have necessarily your traditional RB1, the guy getting, right. you know, 100-plus carries and all that, but, like, he could be a really big part of what they do offensively because he is so well-rounded of when you look at the tape and what he was doing at Notre Dame, um, a part of a, a, a rotation there, and he was really productive. Like we said, I mean, no other LSU running back rushed for over, um, let's see, over 600 yards last year. And Logan had eight over 800. And so um, he's going to come in and I think be somebody who is able to contribute right away on this offense and have a significant role um, in a part of rotation, you know, probably with Josh Williams and, um, you know, maybe John Emery and, you know, maybe Noah Kane in some respect. But I think that Logan Diggs is going to be one of those top guys that they have at running back. Now, uh, Wilson, when you look at obviously uh, just the way it was, uh, LSU sucked on special teams. I mean, you cannot say that, and, and you don't want that to be the weak link. Uh, but when you look at how you can improve in that area, obviously uh, your coverage units, and uh, you don't want to be in the bottom third in the country as far as uh, you know a punt coverage and all that. You're giving up 11 yards of return. But Aaron Anderson, uh, and he went to Bama. Uh, after a season in which he appeared in one game, then he got injured. He's from Edna Carr, but a dynamic uh, playmaker, number one recruit in Louisiana. I think that was a 24-7 sports uh, composite uh, when you look at that. But, I mean, I think in the return game, you're trying to flip the field, the hidden yardage, that maybe Aaron Anderson might be a guy that has a, a big impact to help the Tigers. He definitely could because he was so, like you said, dynamic with the ball in his hands at Edna Carr. And Brian Kelly has said that if they see what the Aaron Anderson who was at Edna Carr, then he's going to have a role on this team. Um, you know, he could be in the receiver rotation as a slot guy and maybe sort of a gadget piece. He's able to do a lot of different things on the offensive side. Um, but it, particularly in the return game is probably where he, where he will make the most difference right away because of the guys LSU has a receiver um, they don't have a player quite like Aaron, maybe at returner coming back from last season. Um, you know, Greg Clayton, when he came in and, and was the punt returner, he was at least able to stop the bleeding um, and just catch the ball. Um, but they could great use somebody who, you know, is like you said, able to flip the field and actually really like break off some big returns. Um, Aaron could be that guy if he's back at full health, um, which he's expected to be. He's going to be one of those other guys who's really interesting to watch uh, what he's able to do. Uh, during the preseason here. And if that is all these talk about what he could be, um, is able to come to fruition. Now, uh, Wilson, I brought up uh, cornerback uh, Deuce Chestnut uh, coming from Syracuse and his experience. But when you like, uh, based on pure talent, how about uh, Denver Harris uh, may be the best cornerback? I think uh, you wrote this. He was a five-star recruit. 
number 23 overall player in the country in 2022. Now he played in, what, five games as a freshman as A&M, and you look at the wide-open competition. So what is your take? I know you got to be interested in, like, Denver Harris or what he could do maybe at that cornerback position. Absolutely. You know, when I was talking to sources in the spring about where, you know, how guys were doing, the word that came up with Denver, and really the cornerback room as a whole at that point was raw. Um, you know, he only he hadn't played the second half of the freshman season at A&M because of some discipline issues um, that made him indefinitely suspended. Um, so he was coming in and kind of maybe knocking off a little bit of rust, um, but also just still, uh, you know, coming into his sophomore year and a guy who, while with a lot of talent, needs to continue to develop. And so we'll kind of see where he's at in that development as we get here into preseason practice because, yeah, there's a lot of talent there. He's, he's got some nice length at cornerback. Um, and he was able to play a good bit for Texas A&M right out of the gate as a freshman, part of that you know big recruiting class that they had a couple of years ago. That's got certainly you know, quite a reputation at this point. So, um, you know, he might be able to push for a spot here, and, um, but he's going to have to. Now, uh, Wilson, uh, you know, a quarterback's best friend. Uh, you got to know where your outlets are, and, and the tight end position always comes into play. We all know the contribution that Mason Taylor how he was able to accept uh, the challenge. I was interested in what you think of, um, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to butcher his first name, uh, Camoran uh, Pimpton. I think I could pronounce Pimpton, the tight end. He was an early signee, and then he flipped from Vanderbilt. But I was reading where, look, uh, he's six foot six, uh, a red zone threat maybe. Uh, well, what's your take on, uh, because it seems like uh, that if you look at it and where LSU's at, uh, and, and, and you look at the coaches, like that, that the tight end position in the trenches, that Coach Kelly, uh, he knows what, what he's done because the, the guys he's put in the pros from that, those positions. Well, I'll start with this. It's Camorian. I think you got it. Um, he is certainly an interesting prospect here because of his catch radiuses. I mean, LSU coaches were just gushing about him in terms of Brian Kelly saying that he's never – and all the tight ends, like you said, that he's put into the NFL – he hasn't seen one coming in as a freshman with the athleticism of a Camorian Simpson. Um, he has got, uh, you, when you look at his high school tape, you know, he's just bigger than everybody on the field, but he also runs really well. Um, and because of that length, you know, Mike Denbrock was saying that he couldn't wait to get his hands on him when Camorian got here in the summer. Um, LSU, there's an opportunity for playing time for these freshman tight ends with him, Mac Markway, and Jackson McGohan. Um, LSU didn't only return Mason Taylor, who, while he's a starter, they like to use those multiple tight end sets. And so some of these freshmen are going to have a chance um, to get on the field. And they also signed Connor Gilbert, who's uh, definitely a blocking kind of tight end. Um, Markway projects that right now early in his career. Uh, but Pimpton is going to have a chance, especially as a pass catcher, to get on the field kind of early if he is as good as they think he can be right at the gate. Think of him as a red zone threat. Somebody going over the middle with that kind of frame is going to provide a really big target to Jaden Daniels. Wilson, is there a player heading into fall camp that maybe uh, fans don't know too much about but might, might end up finding out a lot more because of uh, all the good things they're going to be doing coming out uh, and the news that we start hearing about them? A couple of people immediately come to mind on the defensive side. as Just because guys who are new to LSU you might not know about is Ovi Agofu and Deshaun Womack. Ovi is um, probably going to be the starter against at least against Florida State. Um, at edge rusher, that jack linebacker position coming in for Vijay Chilari. Um, Brian Kelly has just been talking him up ever since uh, the beginning of spring practice. Uh, continued to do so recently at the Rotary Club. Um, you know, Ovi has a lot of experience. Um, hasn't been as productive as a pass rusher as, say, Vijay was, 
Um, but he's played so much football that he, I think he has the lead on that position heading into preseason camp. And then Deshaun is, another, again, another pass rusher. He's was looks like he would be a jack linebacker. He's grown into maybe more of a defensive end, but he can do both. He's really versatile. Um, he'll probably be a bit of a hybrid. And he's a five-star um, in this class, one of the two that LSU signed. Um, was super productive as a senior. Um, they think extremely highly of what he could become. And so there might be a way for him to get on the field early as a pass rusher of he's able to live up to some of that potential already. Well, Wilson, like you're saying, uh, looking at uh, Deshaun Womack, I was looking at like, whoa, uh, like a six foot five, 270 pounds, uh, had 15 sacks, 26 uh, tackles for a loss as a senior. Like you said, it's uh, St. Francis Academy. Uh, tackles for a loss at sacks, that, that means he was in the backfield getting penetration and very disruptive. You know, I actually went to Baltimore to do a story on Deshaun back in the spring and talked to his high school coaches, and they, they described an absolute game record. There was a one game that they played because St. Francis had a national schedule, and so they were out in Hawaii, and they needed something to happen in the fourth quarter to win a game, and Deshaun just took over. Um, and I won them the game, basically. He was playing, he's played injured at times, too. Um, that's why he had to undergo labrum surgery um, and miss spring practice. Um, but yeah. he's able to take over a game when he wants it. Uh, he's that kind of player. Noah uh, Wilson, before we let you run, also a fan favorite on the Bayou, uh, Mason Smith. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, Mike Detillier, myself. I mean, you talk about five-star, I think he has that kind of ability. And you talk about being disruptive. Uh, it could be that disruptive force in the interior. Uh, and that helps. If you could get that push in the middle, you help your edge rush- rushers to have favorable matchups. So well, what is your take? Uh, hopefully that Mason uh, Smith can stay healthy because uh, I think he can have a big impact what LSU is doing defensively. Not to take anything away from the guys who had to step up, like particularly Mekhi Wingo when Mason went down last year, but LSU didn't have a really disruptive inside pass rush. A lot of it was coming off the edges from B.J. Ojolari and Harold Perkins. Mason can change that. Brian Kelly in particular thinks so. I mean, he was borderline unblockable at times last year during preseason practice, Kelly said, and now obviously we didn't get to see any of it. it now he's healthy. He should be a full participant here tomorrow. Um, and he's somebody who can provide that inside pass rush to then collapse the pocket up front and create, be able to really open things up for the guys on the edges. Because um, now you're looking at if you're a deep offense, you know, trying to plan for LSU, you can't just double team Harold Perkins because then you're letting Mason Smith have one-on-one matchups and vice versa. He's creating one-on-ones for other players. And so he looks like he could be primed for a really, really big season. Always great stuff, Wilson. Appreciate your time. How uh, early is Coach Kelly have you guys out there for a practice tomorrow? Nine forty-five. Oh, that's not bad at all. So, so no, Wilson, are, are you going outside in the heat? Are y'all going to be in, in the indoor facility or what? As far as we know, it's it's going to be outside. You know, we're going to have to monitor that heat up here in Baton Rouge too, just like the Saints have had to. But we'll be splattered up in sunscreen to try to avoid getting burned out there. <laughs> all right, Wilson. Thank you. Stay hydrated, my man. We'll be talking to you soon. Will do. Thanks. Thank you. That's Wilson Alexander. Covers LSU football for the Advocate and Times Picayune. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.